Hey, it's Amy, and you're listening to Saving Amy, a podcast about a woman rewriting her narrative, creating her own version of happiness, and sharing exactly how she gets there. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode. I'm really excited about today's episode because I turned 30 this weekend, and Today, I would love to just talk to you about my weekend and what I got up to. We're going to very easily be able to tie this back to mental health and sobriety. I probably should put a disclaimer at the very front of this episode. Not really 100% sure the things I will be saying as we get into it, but we could be talking about some very triggering topics when it comes to mental health and uh, potentially suicide. So if that is something that you do not want to listen to, I encourage you to skip this episode and check out one of my other episodes or you can wait for the next one. All right, my friends, I turned 30 this weekend. That is amazing. And I don't know how most people think when they think about turning 30. 30 feels very adult to me, but I still look at myself as this little girl you know and she's 17 or 18 and she doesn't know her way in the world but I did so much reflection over this weekend I'm really excited for this next decade let's just talk about it let's get the squirrels out so what did I do on my birthday well my friends before I get into it uh grab a drink or a snack or something I will tell you right now I am enjoying a alcohol-free beer. It's not something that I would normally keep around the house, but I did have some leftover from my birthday weekend. All right, so let's cheers to Amy turning 30. Woo! Love this for you, girlfriend. So on Friday, I was given an amazing gift. Now, my birthday was not on Friday, but I was going out of town for the weekend. So I went to yoga. And as of Friday, I have learned all of the Ashtanga Yoga Intermediate Series, which is completely cracked to me. It is. If someone were to tell me a year and a half ago that right now I would be completed that series, the the Ashtanga Second Series, I would laugh. That is hilarious. That is ridiculous. But here I am. And I realized that even though it's not a good idea to remain very attached to the practice and say, oh, well, like I did this, like it's like you don't get a pat on the back. And I said that before in another episode where I talked mainly just about Ashtanga yoga. There's no like congratulations, you get a badge, nothing. It's like, okay, here's the work. And once you're ready, then you have third series, (laughs) which is essentially... I mean, I haven't watched all of third series in its entirety, but pretty much there's a lot of legs around the head and there's a lot of legs around the head as in like when you're doing the vinyasa, like the exit and entry in and out of poses. So love that for me eventually when the time comes. But for now, I'm just excited to keep doing intermediate and getting stronger and more confident in myself. And what I'm realizing is my Ashtanga yoga practice can my, can be directly correlated to my life, really. So I said a few minutes ago, I didn't realize, like if someone told me that I would have, 
I guess, have this goal completed by now would be hilarious. But it didn't happen overnight. I I know what discipline is. So I'd still get up at five o'clock in the morning, even though my body hurt a little bit or I was really tired or I just didn't want to go to practice. But I did go to practice and I was patient with myself. I didn't take anything too seriously I don't think in my practice. It's always a little bit frustrating when you're working on something for a long time and it doesn't happen, but then it does happen. And I've done that now, I guess, with so many poses that I'm I'm full on just trusting the process. <laughs> so even though I've progressed a lot in a short amount of time in, say, the physical uh, practice of asana, there's a lot of work to be done there's always work to be done. But I just, I really want to share that with you because my yoga teacher gave me the most beautiful gift of the seven deadly headstands. And in the the Ashtanga world, it's kind of a joke because the seven deadly headstands come at the very end of your intermediate practice. And they are exactly what you think they would be. They're pretty intense looking headstands, but Man, I'm super proud. My teacher gave me all of them. I only thought maybe we'd go through a few of them. But that was my birthday gift. And I'm so thankful. So to celebrate, I bought um, a new tank top from the Shala. And it's super special because on the back of it, it has um, the chant that we do every morning. That's also a thing that makes Ashtanga Yoga a little bit culty. I did forget to put that in the um, episode of the Cult of Ashtanga Yoga. If you haven't listened to it, feel free to have a little listen. Um, But yeah, so there's a chant every morning that um, we say in Sanskrit and that's actually printed on the very back of the tank top and it's translated into the English version so it's this is really special I bought that just for like a little happy birthday congratulations for accomplishing something that you never thought that you could so my Friday was off to an amazing start so I went to work and my lovely um co-workers threw me like a little a little special party for my special day. I was actually going to take Friday off completely. And they were like, hmm, we'd love to see you though on Friday. If you, if you just could pop in just for a moment. So I said, absolutely. And that was so nice. I felt so much love and oh, it was amazing. But then I was getting the hell out of Dodge. I actually got out of this city for my birthday back in January. I decided that this is what I want to do. I thought, okay, this is a big birthday for me. I have survived three suicide attempts and I'm here to stay. Like this now with my quitting drinking, this is the start of a brand new decade. And this is truly my fresh start of living and not just existing in the world. I want to truly live and I have been doing that. Uh, for the past few months. So I'm excited to just keep the momentum going. So I decided back in January that I wanted a really nice, relaxing start to my 30th birthday. So I decided to book a spa day at the doctor's house. And the doctor's house, for anyone who's listening who is local to Newfoundland, uh, or I don't know if I should say Newfoundland, maybe we should narrow it down a little bit. Maybe like the St. John's area. I don't really know. The Avalon Peninsula, should I say. So the doctor's house is this beautiful, bougie looking in and spa. 
right? So they do a lot of weddings and it's just a, a wonderful place. So when I was a little girl, my mom would talk to me about the doctor's house and she, sometimes she would take me to Hope Hall and you could see the very top of the doctor's house from where we would drive. And we could never actually go up to the doctor's house because there was always this, it was one of those places that had like a really long driveway. So you could never see uh, the grounds from the main road. I've been to the doctor's house before for weddings and uh, Mother's Day brunch and that type of thing. But I was never there for myself and I wanted to see the house, right? So I booked a spa day and a little, I guess like a fun little tour of the grounds and it was perfect. It, it was absolutely perfect. I had seen someone there who I haven't seen in so long. It was almost like I got there and it was like everyone knew kind of who I was and they really did make me feel like the queen of goddamn England guys they really did I will get leave them a google review I had actually meant to do that like as soon as I got home today um and I will do that but guys go to the doctor's house go get a spa treatment I I'm pretty confident the lady that I had her name was Melissa oh my god she was absolutely wonderful she made me feel so comfortable I got a beautiful massage and a facial guys you need to start getting facials if I could afford to get a facial like once a month oh my god I was transported to another dimension I'm shocked I didn't fall asleep but I'm glad that I didn't because I really did get to enjoy every minute of that and I am actually quite used to getting massages but I'm used to getting them as treatments and not for like a relaxation vibe. So I was completely and utterly relaxed. It was perfect. And it was exactly what I needed. It was the perfect escape. So I love that. After my wonderful afternoon at the spa, I went to visit my sweet, sweet mama and some of my family. And they threw me a little you know, a little party type thing, which was so nice. And we got pictures takeout. If anyone knows pictures from out like the New Harbor area, you know. So I haven't had pictures takeout in so long and it was absolutely wonderful. It tasted just like I had remembered. There was a lot of nostalgia there. Now, a few times over the weekend, I did think to myself, Amy, this is crack that you're spending your 30th birthday weekend out around the bay. One of the places where you can't stand. One of the places where you rarely ever come out only when you absolutely have to. And now where I was staying for the weekend, I was actually staying at a cabin in complete seclusion, which was amazing. And it had a hot tub. So, you know, your girl was in that hot tub nearly all weekend long. It was completely divine. Just imagine going to the spa all day, going home, getting to eat just like lots of junky food and cake, and then getting in a hot tub. Are you kidding me? Tell me what's better than that. And you know what was really great? I woke up this morning feeling amazing. And that's because I quit drinking. So... We're going to talk about the alcohol bit now of my weekend. And, you know, navigating a big birthday without alcohol for the first time can be pretty challenging. And there's a lot of things that are different. I mean, I don't have the same friends anymore. I There was just a lot of things that were different. So I picked up 
uh, a dozen of these blonde brews from Dominion, President's Choice brand. They're really good, really, really good. 10 out of 10 would recommend. And I woke up on my birthday. Well, I started drinking them on Friday, but I woke up on my birthday on Saturday. And because normally I'm not going to lie to you, my friends, every birthday, doesn't matter what fucking time of the day it is. When I wake up, normally I'd have a beverage. So to keep in true Amy George fashion, that is what I did. But there was just no alcohol in it. But it still felt special. You know, I didn't feel like a poser or a fraud. Like, I I still like the taste. Something did happen when I was at the cabin. But it was a great... It Like, to me, it just went to show how I totally am in control now. Which I love. I love that. I was at the cabin. Because someone else actually owns the cabin. It wasn't an Airbnb or anything. It's someone that I know. Um, so there was a mini fridge over in the corner. I was looking for bottles of water or something. When I opened it, I seen there was alcohol in the fridge. Specifically, there was a Corona there. And I thought, and I was, you know, back when this pandemic first happened, I was literally the queen of going to any patio and saying, hey, can I have a Corona? Hold the virus, please. Like, that was my thing. That's what I used to do. It was funny. It made the waitress laugh. It was like the angel and the devil on the shoulder. It was like, you you can drink this right now. No one's going to know. Who's going to know? No one's going to know, Amy. You can drink it. But I knew that I just can't do that now. And I guarantee you, I wasn't going to drink that one Corona that was there and go off the rails. Sometimes I worry that when people hear the word alcoholic, they think, oh my God, if that person has one, they're they're just going to lose it. They're going to have one drink and then go insane. Mm, That couldn't be further from the truth. I'm sure for some people, Maybe they have one drink and that does send them into a tailspin and then they have to go search for more alcohol. But for me, I just looked at it and I thought, yeah, if I do drink this, no one's going to know. I could easily replace it if I want to. I could. I, all I have to do is go to a liquor store and replace it. But I'm not going to do that. And I think that is a part of the healing that goes on when you quit drinking first you quit drinking because I don't know I seen something the other day on the internet it was like you quit drinking first because you have to or something and then as time goes on it gets a little bit easier and then enough time goes by and you don't drink because you literally just don't want to anymore now I haven't gotten to that point I really did want that corona (laughs) But I'm so proud that I I am so in control of myself and my emotions now that I just shut the door and I left. I wasn't thinking about it for the rest of the night. It was just a passing thought. I thought, what are the pros and cons of this situation? What are the risk versus reward? I wasn't going to get any reward from having that drink, but the risk would be completely falling off the sobriety train. And I just can't do that. To me, Having one, like that is not worth it to me, having one drink to ruin the progress that I've made. So I really wanted to share that with you guys. I really did because I felt super proud of myself. And it also goes to show that I can be around alcohol and it doesn't control me. And I love that. It's awesome. It, it, it was a really awesome feeling to realize that myself this weekend. So I mentioned that this year was very special to me because unfortunately I have tried to take my own life 
three separate times. Two of those times, I was severely intoxicated under the influence of alcohol. The third time, I was not, but there was a little bit of alcohol involved, just to take the edge off. And even as I was getting my massage on my birthday, because I'll, I'll open up to you guys a little bit now about the the third time, which was the most recent time. In another episode, I, I would actually like to go when I'm ready, because I don't think I'm going to be ready to do that for a long time yet. I want to go into more detail, I guess, of what happened at all these different attempts. But I will say, I'll just keep it really short and sweet. My first two attempts, they were fueled by alcohol, um, but I had two drug overdoses. So when I, I guess, quote unquote, recovered from those attempts, anyone looking at me physically couldn't see that there was anything wrong. But the third time, unfortunately, I slit my wrists. So I have these scars, these really, you know, I guess I could say, I, I don't like using the word ugly, but when it first happened, of course, I would just look down at my arms and cry naturally because I just can't believe, I, I couldn't believe that that's kind of what it had come to. So I guess, well, this happened, what, last June. So at first I was really ashamed and I didn't want anyone seeing them. So I would wear a lot of long sleeves all the time. And, you know, to touch on, you know, being intimate with people was difficult because I felt like the first few times I, I wasn't really enjoying myself in the experience. It In my head or in the back of my head, it was just like, cover your scars, cover your scars. They can't see your scars. If they see your scars, they're going to think you're crazy and they're, they're going to leave you. But what I found, and I want to tie this back to getting the massage, it's she started massaging my arms and my hands. And I didn't get emotional or anything, but I, I felt I felt so safe in that moment. And I knew that I had a lot of growth made because I was able to let this stranger touch my arms. I know I'm getting emotional right now, but it's not because I'm sad. <laughs> it's really not because I'm sad. I'm really, I'm really proud. You know, I was able to let this woman, you know, touch the most vulnerable parts of me right now and I truly didn't feel like there was any judgment there maybe she didn't even notice maybe she didn't know but it just meant so like that whole experience no one no one really realizes how special that was to me at that spa yesterday I felt like like, I got this. Like, yes, I, I have been through hell and back, but girl, you've been through the fire and you're walking out as someone completely different. You literally had to have your entire life crumble and go to, to complete shreds and to start to rebuild that from the ground up and you're doing it and you're doing it. The way that I see it now is I'm doing it with a healthy foundation. So say you build a house, right? And the house doesn't have this great foundation. It's it's kind of cracking and it, it's not solid, firm foundation, right? But you keep doing these little renovations and kind of just patching, patching shit up and putting Band-Aids on it just to hope that, you know, it, it looks okay on the outside, right? But on the inside, there's a lot going on and it's going to crumble. And you're not going, that house is never going to reach its full potential unless you tear 
the bloody works of it down and you start fresh. You start all over again from the foundation up. And that's the way that I view my life now because when I reflect on my first two attempts, I just went back doing the same things. I didn't really take time off work. I didn't quit drinking. I felt like there were so many situations where my drinking was enabled and I'm not blaming that on any one person or people or relationship or whatever. It's just I would try and kill myself and nothing would change. So it's almost like, like, have you ever heard, like, if you keep doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result, then that's what insanity is. Well, I seen something different. And it said something along the lines of insanity is when you keep doing the same thing, knowing the result, knowing exactly what's going to happen and doing it anyway. All right. I'm happy I got those few tears out. I think that needed to happen. I did, when I woke up this morning, I did have a few little tears, but they were all happy tears. Um, I still haven't really gotten a chance to look on social media through all the like sweet messages, and I plan on doing that after um, I edit and upload this podcast. Yeah, I've also found that I had such a great time this weekend, and I have some reflection on the whole quitting drinking thing and excuse me, one of my friends recently had asked me, you know, Amy, how are you doing with this whole quitting drinking thing? And this person is on the sobriety train as well. And I said, surprisingly, I'm doing very, very well with this. And I've done some more reflection. I was the one wearing rose-colored glasses the entire time. In the past, I've almost accused other people of you know, wearing rose-colored glasses. And unfortunately, I was wearing the rose-colored glasses. I have realized that drinking made me tolerate people and activities that I didn't really like. And that's the truth. And I think that's a big part of why this is going pretty good. Now, the summer hasn't hit yet. I know I'm going to have a lot of FOMO when the summer fully hits and I'm like, oh, damn, what I wouldn't give to be on a deck drinking a beer. But you know what? I can still go on a deck and drink. It just won't have any alcohol in it. I can still do all those things, right? So sometimes if I get a little bit of doubt where I think, oh, but like alcohol just makes things more fun. It actually doesn't, you guys. It actually doesn't make things more fun. We just perceive that. We perceive that we're having more fun, but we're not, okay? Now, I would, I'd like to actually reflect on the Instagram post that I had made last year for my birthday. So we're going to take a little trip down to memory lane. I love reading this because just from the perspective of Amy's brain last year at this time versus now, I just... There's just so many revelations and so much reflection here. I, I really want to share it with you. So last year I had posted a few valuable lessons I've learned throughout my 29 trips around the sun. First one, life isn't fair. No, my friend, life is not fair. Good things happen to bad people and bad things happen to good people and everything in between. Number two, no one owes you anything. I still feel that is completely true today. No one owes you anything. I mean, if if you gave someone your kidney or something, it would be nice to like maybe be friends with them forever. But outside of that, no one owes you anything. Number three, 
you are always one decision away from living a different life. Man, that hit. Like, that hit. Like, and she is. Like, she is living a different life. Number four. It's okay to be scared. Fear and uncertainty are necessary for personal growth. And I'm smiling when I say this because it's almost like I was looking into the future, but I didn't even know. You know, I, I just didn't know how relevant this would be for me today. And man, over the past year, I've been scared. But I had to do it. I had to do some of the things that I had to do to be where I am today. Next one. In any relationship, the person who cares the least holds all the power. Oh, damn, that gives me cold shivers. Detach from people, experiences, and material things. Life becomes a lot less complicated. Man, that one gotta be up there with uh, you're always one decision away from living a different life. Because daily, that is something that I practice is detachment. I think that one might be, out of all of them, because I'm still not down through the list yet, that one might be one of the most important. Invest your time and energy into the ones who already love you. Not everyone wants to see you win. Ugh, it kind of breaks my heart to read that one. That's it. Next one. You will never have to negotiate your way into a heart that wants you there. I think when I wrote this, this goes for situationships. And I'm sure you know what situationships are. You'll never have to negotiate your way to someone who wants to be with you. You'll, you'll know that they want to be with you. Animals are better companions than people. Self-explanatory. So from this list, there's definitely a few here that resonate with me more. I like reflecting on, I'm even looking at the picture that was taken on my birthday last year. And you know, the picture of me, she's smiling. She's... I'm going to be honest, you guys, she's dead inside. But she she really looks like she has it all together. Last year, I went to a psychic, okay? And you're probably thinking, Amy, oh my God, shut up. You are totally gone down this rabbit hole of weirdness. What is going on? I'll never forget the very last thing that that man said to me. He said, Amy, you appear to be very confident, but it's all a lie. And it's all a show. And I never forgot that. <laughs> and uh, he was absolutely right. <laughs> it was all a show. Now, I'm looking at the post that I had, I guess, made this morning. And to me, that photo look so much more me <laughs> even though you know it's not it doesn't have any sort of filter and my hair isn't done and my hair looks choppy and I think it's absolutely perfect <laughs> I used to hold all these judgments of myself and this image that I wanted to portray I guess on social media I think on on some level we all do that right but I truly don't care anymore. I almost think sometimes years in the past when I said that I didn't care, I think I still kind of cared. I cared about the way that people would perceive me and, oh God, well, I can't post that because they'll think that. And I don't think about those things anymore. 
I don't think about what could potentially be the most liked photo to post because don't even try to tell me we don't go out of our ways to go posting unflattering things about ourselves you know but I feel like the woman that I'm showing up as is so much more authentic and she's real I needed to say that and I'm really happy that I got the chance to kind of reflect on those because I knew that there's something that I wanted to do in this podcast today but yeah, anyway, I'm digressing now and I'm just talking about, I'm just babbling on at this point. So I will end this episode by saying, bring on life. Let's do it. Let's do the damn thing. I feel like my purpose on this earth is to help other people. And it could be in the smallest of ways, but to help other people have a better life even if even if they never reach out to me and tell me that's all I want to do that you're not alone you can do this and I believe in you oh god that was really that was like I was yelling let's let's try this again I believe in you take it from me as someone who has hit rock bottom that many times life can get better but the thing is you are the only person that's ever going to change that and your life might have to completely be torn apart from you know the the foundation analogy that I used a little while ago that might be what needs to happen for you to start living the rest of your life just know that I'm always here to have a chat if you just if you want to send me a message is like a little soundboard uh, again my Instagram is at underscore Amy dot Lynn 14 so shoot me a little message and um, cheers to good health cheers to new friendships new relationships cheers to becoming the woman that I always friggin knew that I was but I was just too scared to let her out cheers to me baby have a great day guys bye thanks for listening to this episode of saving amy if you enjoyed it please subscribe to this podcast and rate it five stars i will talk to you soon take care